Hello, hello, everybody. Happy Monday. I hope everyone had a good Mother's Day. And my heart goes out to any of you who have lost your mom or you have an estranged relationship with your mom or whatever the case may be. And if you have a fantastic relationship, I hope you celebrated. And thank you so much to anyone that sent well wishes to me. It was really kind and was not overlooked. I have a best friend of mine who has also lost his mom and though not a fun thing to bond over, it's been really nice to have someone else. It's really special to have someone else that I can spend Mother's Day with. And last year, he and I trained for a half marathon and ran on Mother's Day in Brooklyn. And this year, we decided to level up and book a trip skydiving. So yesterday, we drove down to Oceanside and we filled out the forms, had the safety talk, put on our harnesses. Then the clouds came in. The director of operations said, this isn't safe. We got to wait it out. And it proceeded to only get cloudier. And we just drove back. We just went from LA bright and early in the morning. I think Drew picked me up at 9, 9.30. He dropped me off at 5 p.m. It was such a disappointment. And I think disappointment is a lesson that is hard to learn. I myself try in many facets of my life to maintain low expectations for anything that I do. Therefore, I can avoid failing to fulfill them, which is one approach to life. I'm not necessarily recommending it. It's just always been what I've done. You know, if I didn't study for a test in school, I'm like, I probably got a C. So then when I get a B, no biggie. Even worse, you could be like, oh, I failed. I failed. And then you get like a D minus. Like, I didn't fail fantastic but when you're wishing for something when you're hoping when you're planning for something and then it isn't fulfilled when you wake up early and you've packed your bags and you have the adrenaline going and the excitement and anticipation of jumping out of an airplane you have the harness on and then they tell you probably not moving on from that is a bit of a challenge and I think he and I learned that on the ride home we're rescheduling. We're going to go again. It's it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. We're going to reschedule. But a bummer nonetheless. And in some ways, I find myself a lot more able to deal with obvious tragedy than mild disappointment. You know what I mean? On the ride home, you could tell that we were clearly unhappy and dissatisfied. My friend called to see how it was. And she's like, you can taste the disappointment through the screen. It's like, yeah, it's that bad. <laughs> we had our harnesses on, you know what I mean? Like, we were we were ready to go. The plane was in front of us, which, I mean, ultimately, better safe than sorry. But after the ride, <laughs> both of us were like, sorry for the bad vibes on the ride home. We were trying so hard to be positive. Drew's like, all right, well, like, let's use this opportunity on the ride home to think about what we'll do next year. Let's um, Let's see what we can do. I was like, we could go horseback riding through Malibu. We could see the Grand Canyon. We could... I was like, I just wanted to go skydiving. That's what happened yesterday. That was my yesterday. And then I got home. I was so exhausted. I just like passed out. And then I had a really rough night's sleep. So that was yesterday. I had a really good week overall, though. I was very chipper, happy, excited, bubbly. This was a circumstantial disappointment. But I'm happy that I attempted to do something to make my mom giggle yesterday. And like, scare her out of her boots a little bit. Like, ooh, mom, your daughter's jumping out of a plane. Which she's going to have to be scared in a second, you know. Which, though she wasn't actually scared yesterday, which realistically, if she was up from above watching this all go down, she was probably like, thank God that didn't happen. That would have given me a heart attack. Am I in the humor stage of grieving? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me right now. Two levels of disappointment. Can I be like, can I level with you guys for a second? You had to step on a scale yesterday and I never weigh myself. And I saw my weight and I was so disappointed. I've gained like 10 pounds and I don't know when and I'm not sure why. This is also so frustrating because I make such a point to take care of my health and incorporate wellness techniques and I'm I have a regular fitness routine and I guess my diet could be cleaned up a little bit. I do have some eating habits that could be changed, but I don't know. It was really disheartening. 
to see my weight and be like, this is the heaviest I've ever been. Now, sure, some of it could be muscle, but I don't know. As a female, as anyone, it's just not fun to be like, damn, I'm, I'm bigger. I'm heavier. It's like lingered with me a bit because I'm also doing a 75-day challenge, 75 soft, where it's 45 minutes of exercising a day and I've been taking my vitamins and my supplements and clearly isn't working. I do have PCOS and that impacts how my body metabolizes sugar and glucose and maybe it can slow my metabolism and I definitely have a PCOS belly where, you know, I've got long lean legs, long lean arms from my elbows down and all the weight is kept in my upper arms, my neck, my chest, my belly. That's just the body type that I have from this and from my genetics as well. And I... I'm just not interested in swapping my quality of life. I was talking to someone I'm acquainted with at an event this week, and she's done quite the transformation. Her body looks fantastic. Like, she really looks fantastic. And we were just asking her what she's done because she's glowing. She's fit. She's thin. She's She just looks great. And the the details that she provided were just such disinterest to me. It was quite extreme and didn't seem like something that I could maintain whatsoever. I'm like, really? Does it, do you have to, do you have to do that to look like that? That can't be the case. And I fully believe that if I just treat my body the way that it's meant to be treated, that I'm going to be at the normal healthy weight for myself. And I definitely eat intuitively and And I hate that it hasn't given me, I don't know, I just feel like I've been feeling a little bit more uncomfortable in my clothes. I think all of us probably have maybe like a range. I would say like there's probably like a 10 pound range that I can feel and I can tell when I'm on the lower end of it and I can tell when I'm on the higher end of it. And when I'm on the higher end of it, I can feel myself just, you know, like pulling up my pants to cover up my pooch more and, you know, like readjusting my shirt, little habits like that that will come up. And I'm like, ah, okay. So we're on the higher end and I can just, you know, feel that. And I've been feeling that, but I didn't know that I exceeded that. (laughs) Just a little bit of a bummer. So disappointing. And especially in a city like Los Angeles where looks are so highly praised and there are all of these medical shortcuts or med spa procedures that can create the look that you want, I suppose. I'm personally just not interested in those shortcuts. And it's it's just been a tough pill to swallow that it's like clearly whatever I'm doing is not working. Einstein said... The definition to insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I kind of feel like that. It's like, okay, clearly whatever I'm doing isn't working. And maybe it works for most people, but it's not working for me. And I don't know. I don't know. I've just been in denial of that for quite some time. And then stepping on a scale confirmed it to me. And I had to have a moment with myself that I wasn't really trying to have. And it's like, okay, well, you can do what you're doing and you'll look like this, which is fine if you're fine with it, but if you're not, you're going to have to do something different. And I know um, for a fact that one of my eating habits that should be changed is one that I got from my parents. Towards the end of my upbringing, they stopped cooking meals and we just would have snacks. And I definitely do that, where I just will have, you know, snacks instead of meals. And then I end up eating processed food or less nutritious food when I know if I were to have made myself a meal, it would have been a lot more balanced. So that's somewhere I can start. I also got that test recently and I've been meaning to get a glucose monitor and then get a full spectrum hormone panel just to see my hormone imbalances because as a female, your hormone imbalances can impact your weight and your inflammation and I just hate that I have to deal with it because I'm so disinterested in having to change my eating habits and then developing an eating disorder. I just don't want that. I've seen that happen. I don't want that. And I also just think diet culture is just so unattractive and cringy. I I wish in my perfect world that I could exist doing exactly what I wanted and then look exactly how I wanted. Those are my two disappointments of the week. And I have plenty of other fun things that I've done. But that one, I'm clearly going to have to make a change if I want to look and feel differently. And that's disappointing to me.
I already feel uncomfortable even speaking about this on the podcast because females and food recommendations are such a dicey area to exist in. I'd love to be like, yeah, I eat whatever I want in moderation and it's fine. And I am constantly having this battle where I'm asking, is it me or is it my PCOS? Like, is there something that I'm not doing or am I doing what the normal person would do and then I just so happen to have PCOS which makes it a little bit more difficult. And I hate that, you know, this 75-day challenge, I didn't even lose a pound, I gained them. Yeah, it's it's just a disappointment. So both of those happened yesterday and then I just didn't have a great night's sleep. And then I woke up with a headache and drove here in the gloom. <laughs> and that's that. But I have had a great week. That was just yesterday. And yesterday, I think I was well-intentioned and we went to do something to celebrate the day and so what life happens life life sometimes and that is just that let's go back to some highlights of my day editing lexi correction highlights of my week i've spent a lot of time outside i love that summer is here i love it i love it i love it i love it for example i hung out with someone at the reservoir maybe like three and we hung out for a few hours and then i walked back home did I walk back home? I think he drove me. Whatever, it doesn't matter. And then I met up with my friends and then we walked to get dinner and then we walked home and it was just like, I love that it's light out, that we can just be walking around our neighborhood till 9 p.m. That's the best. I love being out in the evening. I love, I love the afternoon and the evening. It's when I thrive. It's when I feel great. And I hate in November and December and January and February when it's so dark because I feel like doing things outside after 4 p.m. And, you know, just the nature of the world is just not the safest thing to do. Like, I shouldn't be going on a hike in the dark alone at night. But I can go on a hike alone in the evening if it's still light out. So that was great. And tried a new restaurant in our neighborhood. Then I had a couple heavy work days, which... I know that most people are like, Meh, but I love it. I love my work. So that was fun. And then in addition to that, I got to go to some brand events this week. I went to an RTA event, and then I went to the Mugler H&M event. And it was nice to dress up and get to just exist in those settings. It's, it's kind of a fun perk. And I also love that I have a good amount of friends that are there as well. And you can make connections with new brands and the people that work on the team in addition to hanging out and dressing up with some friends that you know. I will say, at the bar, they had two different tables. There was a smoking bar and a drinking bar where you could get a cocktail, and at the smoking bar, you could pick up a blunt or like a pack of pre-rolls. I haven't become dated to it. It still gets me so excited, and I'm just stunned by it every single time that that's just how it is a lot of times in California. I think that's so funny. It's just like I'm still not used to it, but I have seen it before. However, in this smoking bar, they also had packs of cigarettes. And I know that smoking cigarettes is becoming increasingly popular in L.A., but is it everywhere else as well? Because when I lived in L.A. the first time, no one was smoking cigarettes. It was so rare to see it. In New York, I saw it all the time. It was really common. I mean, at every party, even when I was working the employees would go out and take a smoke break. That was not the case in LA, but now when I go out in LA, everyone's smoking cigarettes. Everybody has cigarettes. I'm like, what happened? Because I'm from 96. I'm from 96. That's when I was born. Uh, but I was raised in the the peak of like, oh, that's so stupid to smoke cigarettes. There was, I had one high school friend that smoked. Everyone else was pretty much on board. Like we'd smoke weed, we would take other drugs, but we would not smoke a cigarette. I was raised where everyone just was like, why would we do that? We'd know too much. And then I was too old for the vaping. Like none of my friends vape. All the friends that I have that vape are younger than me. Yet here we are, cigarettes making a comeback, probably because of the jewel ban. I'm not sure. But it's one thing to see it amongst your personal social circle. It's much different to see it in a quote-unquote professional setting. Yes, it was a party for a brand, but being provided cigarettes is a different level. Very, 
Very strange. Also, then Thursday and Friday were really fun days. Thursday, my friend and I, we explored Little Tokyo for the first time. All because I got a call from one of my best friends who, ugh, talk about a perfect day. Thursday was such a good day. I wake up from a call from Emily June. She has an episode on the podcast. Y'all should definitely listen. But I hadn't spoken to her in a, you know, it was too long. Every, a day apart is too much for me. Anyway, so I get a FaceTime from her. And <laughs> she's like out and about, like gonna go shopping. She's in the West Village. She's gonna have herself a shopping day in Soho. And then Ella walks in and she joins the call with us and she's sitting next to me. And I don't know how sunny angels get brought up. And those are those little cutesy dolls. I'm not one for toys. I'm not one for trinkets. Yes, I do have two stuffed animals. Yeah, I'm more like if I have to make a frivolous, like childlike purchase, I'm going to purchase a game over a toy. I digress. I was in the mood for for an adventure. I was in the mood to get out of the house. And when Sunny Angels were brought up, Emily just ditches her plan to shop in Soho and goes straight to Koreatown and goes to get Sunny Angels. We're like on the phone with her. And Ella and her know, know all the different collections. They know the fruit collection and the vegetable collection and the birthday collection and the, I don't know what else they have. There are so many. I knew nothing about it. I've seen the dolls before, but not in the culture whatsoever. So Emily's in Koreatown. She says to the woman, because they're behind the counter, she's like, three vegetables and a birthday. <laughs> Just like a real grown adult woman buying her toys in a serious tone. Gets one for me and Ella. Such a sweet surprise. And then Ella's like, let's go get them. Let's go get them. I know that they have them in Little Tokyo. So then we decide to make a trip of it. And... I don't live that far from Little Tokyo, but we decided to make a day of it, whatever. So we go to the store and I get my first sunny angel and it was really cute. It was a little white bear. And then it was so fun that we go to a toy store downstairs and I get another one and that one was a cow and it was so cute. And then we, oh, we also did one of those Japanese photo booths, which my God, they take 25 minutes. It's a big box, and on every side of the box, so there's four different sides, you start and you pick out the style of photo that you want, and then you go in and you model for six of the photos, and then you decorate all the photos with different sayings. You can draw on them. Also, they give you the look where you have really tiny, plump mouth and huge eyes and a really thin chin. That was fun. Then we got ramen, and then I decided that I wanted to go get one of the the huggers or the hipsters I forget what they're called it's another form of the sunny angel that have adhesive on it and you can stick it to things so I stuck it to my laptop and so now when I have my laptop open I just have this cute little little guy with a with a elephant hat on with his ears looking at me when I work editing Lexi I have to include this okay so if you google sunny angels this is bananas because you know I'm like saying that we're these grown women going out buying these toys if you google sunny angels and then under what is a sunny angel the definition says sunny angel is the name of a fictitious two-year-old cherub designed to be a tiny companion for working women in their mid-20s dealing with the stresses of adulthood let me say that again sunny angel is the name of a fictitious two-year-old cherub designed to be a tiny companion for working women in their mid-twenties dealing with the stresses of adulthood. And did you hear how cutesy I got? I was like, yeah, I have a little elephant. Like, it's making me happy. It's for the women. It's for the mid-twenties. <laughs> and then I came back home and Claudia came over and she got me hooked on Notion. She set it all up for me and now... Let me pull up Notion on my phone. It's much more fun on the computer. But I have a homepage with all of my little to-do list where I have today, for the week, for the month. I also have a Focus Flow Spotify playlist attached. I also have my finance broken down by brand, amount, platform, status of whether I receive payment, I'm waiting on payment, hasn't occurred yet. I also am going to make one for my bills and expenses. I also have a brainstorm page and I have a soft 75 checklist. Claudia, you're a wizard. You're a wizard and I am obsessed. And then what did we do after that? Is that when we went out? No. What did we do after that? Oh, then we played on ChatGPT. 
man, real modern experiences. And we were writing, write a script for three girls who blank and just coming up with different concepts, like who get drunk for the first time, who are fighting over a boy, whatever. Um, write a script about three feet meeting for the first time. And then we were reciting lines. And then the next day was so gorgeous. So my friend and I, we met at a park and she invited a bunch of our other friends to come over and then we would like eventually have a picnic. But we were there early. So we pulled up to Elysian Park and we were at the Overlook. That is one of our favorite spots. And I don't know if anyone saw my Instagram story, but I had my friend and I in the car and I was like, your Kia is our living room because we had pulled the seats all the way back and we were just vibing. This came about because there was another car next to us who was also looking at the overlook and all of a sudden he was just like down like he was up and then he was down we're like he is for sure having sex with someone like he's getting it on that's absolutely what he's doing like this man is just getting it on mid-morning in front of a beautiful scenic view amazing gave us a good giggle and then we're like let's see how far these seats go down and we realized our seats go down pretty far we're like damn we could car camp we could really we could get it on here if we wanted and then we're looking over and this man pops up and he's got a balloon and then he drops my friend's like why does he have a balloon i was like oh oh he's doing whippets He's doing whippets and then he has a head rush, so he's lying down. Unbelievable. And this man was alone. And it's like 11.30 in the morning on a Friday. <laughs> that is absurd what people do with their free time. Uh, so that was what was happening next to us. And then we hiked our little favorite hill and then found a picnic table and some other friends came and visited. And then my friend had a little like dirt bike, electric bike scenario. So it's riding it in circles and it was really fun. It was really fun. Then I went home and worked until it was time to get ready for the night out. Just had a nice time. And then Saturday was a shopping day where we went from closet sale to thrift store to vintage shop. Then we went to a picnic and we played a game called Blabby, which is effectively Scrabble with made up words, but there's an added element when you come up with the word, you have to come up with a definition for it and convince the group that it's a, it's a believable word. So you get these topic cards that say sport, spice, holiday, emotion, whatever, and then you look at your tiles and you try to come up with something with those topics. So I had an emotion. I'm like, all right, what can I create? So I went first and I was like, flay. The word is flay and it's an emotion and it's when you're slaying with flavor. It's when you're killing it, when you look fantastic, but there's an added element of unique spice to it. So everyone, you know, voted it yes. And then Ella went next and hers was sport. And so her word was Lomat and it's a new LA branded workout class where you're on all fours but your torso can't touch the ground blah 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 whatever and then Sophia went and her word was I think uke or something and it was a holiday spice it was a holiday sauce that was a delicacy for Jewish holidays but it could be used both sweet and savory and then this next girl Issa went and it was her word was pusty and it was a smell which I think that was such a good word where it's a putrid and musty smell and then my friend Caroline went and her I think hers was like N-U-W maybe it was new and <laughs> this was the first one where we were like I don't know it was a, a <laughs> like a 10 story tandem bike that was, that was government mandated like if you if you got your license taken away the government would give you this bike that you would have to carpool with with other people there was a ladder that you'd have to climb up and you're all biking vertically and it was first and foremost sustainable um and then we all like continued to go on one of my favorites was another one that Ella did where I forget like what Adrian and Nick did but what it doesn't matter um my favorite one was one that Ella tried to sell with us and her topic card was nightlife and her word was Ikesla where it's Tesla and I Ikea having a collaborative nightclub it's like you know I gotta give it to you to see your eight tiles and be like, I Kesla, for sure. Forget what my other one was. Oh, Neek. 
and it was an unlikely friendship. When you see, you know, a huge age gap or big dog, tiny dog, that's a neat friendship. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. What did I do after? Oh, then we watched movies. What was the movie we watched? It wasn't Best in Show. It was Dropped at Gorgeous. That Minnesota beauty pageant movie. Insane. I haven't seen a movie that wild in a second where you're watching it. You're like, there's no way. There's no way. Kirsten Dunst is playing a girl named Amber who's from a trailer park. After school, she works at the morgue doing makeup. And then Amy Adams is in it and she just plays a sex-obsessed teenager. And then Denise Richards is in it. Kirstie Alley's in it. Who else? The cast was nuts. Oh, Brittany Murphy was in it. And then after that, everyone knew that I was going skydiving. So we were getting myself prepped with some 2015 Jay Alvarez skydiving videos. What a time and culture that like, <laughs> I don't know, high definition, adventure, hot, sexy content. And then we went back even further in the time capsule of internet couples and we started watching Jared and Savannah videos and then yesterday I woke up and went skydiving or tried to and I didn't and I didn't but it was a good week like there was a lot of work there was a lot of fun there was good weather good food overall overall really good overall really good yesterday was just mildly disappointing and I wanted to unpack it a bit but in the grand scheme of things not going to be notable, but I do want to figure out why I gained weight. Just a little irritated and fr I'm frustrated. I'm honestly frustrated because my quality of life is so high and I do take care of myself. So I'm just not sure why that's happening. But, you know, as I said, there's definitely some eating habits that I could change. And this happened last time I lived in LA. I'm definitely having some reoccurring themes that existed the last time I lived here. I remember trying to lose weight the first time I lived here and I was so tiny. I was like 18, 30 pounds lighter than what I am now. But whatever, not whatever, but I just don't, I A, never want to trigger anyone, but B, I don't want to walk down that road myself. So that's something that I'm going to try to figure out. And then today I'm going to record a YouTube video. I have a couple fun meetings this week. Do you have any events this week? I shall see. Also, the weather is not going to be fantastic. Oh, actually, it doesn't look that bad. I want to go to Malibu this week. It's going to be nice Wednesday through next Monday in Malibu. This week in LA, not bad. Partly cloudy, but it's going to be cloudy what looks like all day today. So yeah, I'll just make sure today is a good work day. Get a bunch done. That's one of my favorite things about working for myself is that I can, I can work a ton if I want and then work ahead so then I can take time off or vice versa I have a little bit more lenience if I want to you know go to the park at 11 30 on a Friday it's like great I'll, I'll spend because I also don't mind working in the evening whatsoever so for me working from four to nine that's fine I can focus I can work and that's fantastic because I got to have a day to myself and I got to go well I didn't have a day to myself I was like you know I hung out with friends during the day I was at a park at a picnic and then I got to go home and work and then I went out with friends at night and I love that it's one of my favorite little perks of of self-employment also I'm sure you know if you're self-employed paying taxes is so painful I've gotten used to it over the last decade because I've been doing this for 11 years at this point. And I know that when I'm getting paid, that not all the money is actually mine. And I always have enough to do the, the hefty payment. But this has never happened in the 11 years. I think I overpaid and I got a check in the mail, which is so fun. It's not for much, but... You know, it's not much, but it's something. Enough about me. Let's see what you guys want to know. My Instagram handle is at Lexi, just like the name of this podcast. And every single Sunday, I leave a box for you guys to leave questions for the episode. And let's see what there is. But first, a word from today's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. 
Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. You can sell your products on an online store or create custom merch easily to create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. Design your products and production inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. Use their analytical insights to grow your business. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com Lexi to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com L-E-X-I-E. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics, and Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. I am a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. (laughs) And one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine you do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Lexi. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The first question is, what do you do when you're bored and alone? If I'm bored and alone, I'm really not a homebody. I would rather be out alone than in alone, which I don't think is the popular choice, but I personally don't love being home alone for ample amounts of time. I think if I've just been out and about all day, I love to come home to an empty house if I just need that time to decompress. But if I wake up and I, I'm working for myself and I'm just not getting that social interaction, I haven't left the house and I'm bored, I want to leave. I want to go on a walk. I want to run an errand. I really don't mind grocery shopping. That's probably one of my favorite quote unquote chores to do by myself. Go on a run. I love taking a workout class. But yeah, when I'm like home alone for too long, I'm like, what the hell do you do? Like besides cook and jerk off, like what is there to do? Three people dead or alive at a dinner party hosted by you. Who are they? Obama, Dolly Parton, and Eve Babbitts. Current favorite activity. My favorite activity right now. It definitely used to be Legree. 
I still enjoy Legree, but there was a minute there where I was really looking forward to it, and that's the mega former Pilates class that I take. Favorite activity. I say this in every episode. I love a road trip. I do. I also love going to the beach. I also enjoy hiking. I love the outdoors. I love an outdoor activity. How to motivate myself to make it through the last weeks of school. Oh, it's the last weeks. Like, you're on the tail end. Buckle down and then really relax and take time off. Also, it's going to feel so much better if you actually put in the work and you you really apply yourself. There is nothing more satisfying than challenging yourself and following through. I really think that's one of the deepest forms of satisfaction is doing something difficult when you could just kind of coast on through. Not to say there hasn't been times in my life where I have just coasted and floated on by or even worse, like barely gotten by by the skin of my teeth. I mean, there's this, like I was drunk for my AP history final and I fell asleep. And you know what? <laughs> I didn't do the last page, and I still got a B. Horrible, horrible. Not a role model thing whatsoever, but true story. And that, though funny, not not the example. Those times where I've really buckled down and applied myself are immensely more gratifying. So just remember how much better it will feel if you actually get what you need done and then can truly take time off. Is it possible to notice what's draining your energy on the daily? Is it preventable? Of course it's possible to notice and of course it's preventable. For example, I have this podcast where I'm able to see, wow, I've been talking about this for several months at this point. Like clearly it's bothering me. If you journal, see what are the reoccurring themes that seem to be bothering you. I I really think if there's something that you're consistently talking about, Clearly, that's something that's not being resolved. It's a lesson that you haven't learned. It's something that you're not dealing with. And I think we know ourselves enough to know how to prevent it or know how to deal with it or know how to avoid it, whatever the proper method is. Whether it's something as simple as my room is stressing me out, it's giving me heartburn. The term I got from my friend is agina. Now, this is actually pronounced angina and it is heartburn, but angina doesn't do it for me the way that Ajna does and when we see dirty dishes in the sink when we see stained sticky countertops when I see laundry all over my bed I say it's giving me Ajna and I have to deal with it right then and there see what's giving you Ajna you're in school and you get to a certain class and you're like this is giving me Ajna I need to take a different approach it's not serving me it makes me stressed or unhappy or like you see a certain friend group and you're like oof bad vibes I like take note of how you feel and your reaction to certain things and know that you deserve better like I deserve to have a clean room I deserve to take the four minutes that it's going to take to put away my laundry or literally I've set timers before to do dishes and it takes less than five minutes sometimes I've done dishes in two minutes before just put on some gloves it makes dishes so much better such an easy step to take and run the goddamn dishwasher But other things, it's like maybe it could be disorganization, it could be clutter and mess, it could be particular relationships, it could be a habit that you have for yourself that's not serving you. It's absolutely possible to see what's draining you on a daily basis and prevent it. How do you connect deeply with new friends, struggling with this majorly at my new job? Opening yourself up a bit and testing the waters. For example to get a gauge on who I'm with and if we'll be able to connect on certain levels I will drop hints of you know someone will be like how was your Christmas and I'm like best it could have been you know dysfunctional family and then if I get a nod of oh totally there's sort of a a door that's being cracked open you know giving a little insight into the struggles of life but not in a way that you're complaining And it's more of like a struggle of life, not just a, ugh, God, another day at the job. More universal struggles and less of just being pessimistic, but more being honest 
However, connecting with those deeply and connecting with those deeply in the workplace don't seem like two things that I would necessarily want to mix because now I'm thinking about the second part of the question. And in the workplace, I think it's really important to have a positive attitude and to be of help and of service to your coworkers and be an aid of support and be comfortable enough to express yourself if you're also in need of support. You know, if you seem like a a good coworker, you will attract also good coworkers. So I think these are two different questions. How do you connect with those deeply and how to find those people in the workplace? Like, do you want those people in the workplace? I, I think it also depends on what your workplace is. What is giving you energy right now? Nothing. What is giving me energy right now? Games. That little game of blab, what's it called? Blabby? <laughs> Look it up. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's 11-11. Make a wish, everybody. Ooh. What am I wishing for? Yes. Okay. Games are giving me energy. And I love games. I could honestly make an entire episode about how valuable I believe games are. I think it teaches you a lot about yourself. I think it teaches you a lot about others. I also believe that it gets your creative juices and your brain working in a way that we often don't get to do as adults. It's playtime. It's a way to be creative. It's a way to use your imagination. And I remember hearing someone once say that they always invite a business partner prospect over to play cards with him and his friends to decide whether or not he actually wants to go into business. If they're cheating in the game, not going to business. If they're a sore loser, off the bat, not going into business. If they're quick on their feet, if they're supportive, if they're being creative, like good signs. And I just truly believe that. And I always hate when I meet a friend, they're not into games. I definitely have several friends that are just not about it. My family and my kids, we are going to be playing games. We are going to have game night. I love a game. Also, there's certain points when you're in a circle of new people. Like I was with some friends and some people I didn't know last Friday night at a friend's house. And I think it'd be great to be vulnerable and open up, but sometimes people don't trust each other yet. They don't know each other and they don't want to open up. But games are a really great way to get a new group of people to loosen up and show sides of themselves that aren't necessarily personal details. It's just examples of who they are and how they behave through the mode of a game. Oh, I love games. I wish more of my friends played them. I have a select group of friends that are down to play games and love them just as much as I do. I'm like, that's a green flag. Honestly, it's a yellow leaning red flag when a friend of mine doesn't like games. I'm like, that is a deal breaker in a lot of ways. I think in a relationship, I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I really love games. Do you see how much energy I got from that? Clearly, that's something that's giving me energy right now. Oh, another thing that I can so answer, favorite sunscreens at the moment. I'm someone that cares about SPF, and I also live in a sunny climate, so sunscreen is very important. I also love the beach, so sunscreen is a, I have a collection, truly. My favorite spray-on sunscreen is Basque, B-A-S-K, smells so good, and it's, it works well. My favorite just quick, easy spray. For other sunscreens, I love Supergoop. I love their glow screen. I love their body sunscreen. I love their glow oil. I really, really love Supergoop. And then currently as my SPF moisturizer right now, I'm using one from Lancome. That is a little bit nicer, a little bit more pricey, but I do really, really like it. But Supergoop and Basque are my favorite sunscreen brands. What book are you reading at the moment? I'm reading Lovely Bones. Oh, I feel this. I feel this as a sensitive girl myself. How to tell your friends their jokes can be hurtful, but not come off as you really care. I promise they're good friends. They just have bad senses of humor. That's something a lot of us can relate to. I have a few people in my life that I just don't love their sense of humor. It's not playful. It leans a lot more hurtful. And I will say that sometimes my sense of humor can also lean a little bit hurtful, but I would say more often than not, it doesn't. I personally, when it comes to teasing people, I have to have a mutual knowing with that person. We have to be on board that both of us can dish it and take it. This is one that rubbed me the wrong way and it's not even offensive. I made a little clumsy error 
It was actually quite playful and funny if I think about it. But I did something clumsy. I dropped a gummy and it landed in my boobs. (laughs) And someone that I'm friendly with threw a friend, okay? So he and I are friendly, but we do not have a one-on-one relationship. And the person that I know him through, the two of them are not on good terms right now. And I have loyalty to my friend, not to him. And I did something clumsy out and he goes, ugh, classic Lexi. I was like, you do not know me like that. You cannot see me drop something and then look at me and say classic Lexi. So how to tell your friends their jokes can be hurtful. I think there's a way of when someone is joking with you to almost like put your hand on your heart and be like, ouch, oof, that one hurt. I'm a sensitive girl. You guys can't do things like that to me. You know, almost play into the truth. Oh, haha, Lexi, being so stupid, being so clumsy. I'm like, oh, I'm a soft girl. You must be nicer, you know? Ideally, they would take to it. Now, if they don't, I'm just not a big fan of like, hey, when you make those jokes, they do hurt my feelings. I am sensitive and I just don't, I don't think it's funny. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't make me laugh. It, it kind of bothers me. So of course you can say that. I would try the playful approach first. Oh my god, I keep getting questions about this. My journal, where is my journal from? There's a gift shop in Silver Lake called OK. And my journal, it kind of looks like the typical composition notebook, but it's black and teal. And then the bindings are orange. And it's Emilio Braga. It's from Portugal. If I find a link, I'll I'll put it in the show notes. And you guys can all get the same journal as me. What is your favorite substance to do with your friends? Depends which friends. I think universally, like a little cocktail, a little drink, something of the sort. Then I have select friends that I'll smoke with. I don't want to smoke with everybody, but I'll smoke with some. And then similarly, mushrooms with some. Depends. I've been a little bit more free with the mushrooms lately, like just kind of going out and about with it, like a little microdose. Once I find someone that I can take a proper psychedelic trip with, that's the money spot. That's the jackpot. How to get better at dealing with change in life. Personally, I love change. I always have. I've always loved switching things up. I've loved moving. I love rearranging my furniture. I love when the school year begins or when it ends or when a new season starts. I love going on trips. I love moving fast on my feet. I don't like stale energy, but I do know that there's a level of me that loves stability and consistency and to get better at dealing with change is to embrace it fully and just think about when you're looking back on all of the chapters of your life how fun this one will be because if you live your whole life doing the same thing over and over again that's just one long chapter you want to switch it up you want to make this canvas of your life more colorful and to just embrace the fact that there's something new that you get to experience and something new that you get to talk about Next question, I feel that my all-or-nothing personality makes it difficult for me to allow myself to be flexible with my decisions. I get this. I get this. I might seem like an easy, breezy, go-with-the-flow kind of person, but internally, I definitely have an issue with seeing things a little bit too black or white, and this is a self-improvement practice that I find is worth my time and energy. You know, if it's something like, oh, I planned on going skydiving today, and it didn't happen, like, damn, the day is ruined. The day is ruined. I need to find a new way to celebrate. I need to find a new thing to do. We have to go to a restaurant. We have to celebrate somehow. We have to We have to have a moment. It's like, no, no, we tried, and we're going to skydive again, and that day that we're doing for our moms is going to exist. We're going to have that day. It just doesn't get to be today, and that's fine. But it took me, like, four hours to get to that point. Similarly, I think a lot of people, when they take a path towards health or wellness, it's like, I eat clean, I work out, and then they're like, no alcohol, no added sugar, no television, like all the, those things are bad, and these things are good, and I'm doing the good things, and I'm getting away from the bad. I think life is a little bit colorful than that, where it's not like either black or white or gray, like some things are red, some things are blue, and you want the rainbow, Let's select a final question. What one do I want to know? Do you ever see yourself doing something like van life or bus life? Initially, my answer was no. Whenever I saw the rise in van life, bus life, tiny homes, 
of the sort, seeing the process of developing that space has always impressed me, but never intrigued me to do for myself. That being said, I could imagine going on a trip with someone who has a van. I would absolutely love to spend a small amount of time in someone's van, but would I ever see myself actually living in a vehicle full-time? I do not see that for myself. I do love a home. I really do. Which home is whatever you make it, but I love a house. I love a house. Thank you all so much for listening. Would love to chat with you guys. Best way to get in contact with me is on my Instagram. I'm also posting YouTube videos a ton. I have a summer outfits idea that went up. I also had a little chat about insecurity and shame that went up. Let me go to my YouTube channel really quickly. I also have my favorite purchases, like all of my favorite things from the past few months. I have a vision board with me video, advice to level up, some book ideas. There's just a bunch of new YouTube content. So go check that out if you're interested in seeing me in video form. Also on Instagram, been a little goofball on the story lately. Having a good time overall, feeling good. Just have a couple, you know, there's clearly that like one area of confusion that I can handle. Just, just wanted to share. Other than that, I will talk to you guys very soon. And I love you all. And thank you so much for listening. Take care. XOXO. Lexi. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.